Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. listeners, I'm really excited about tonight's show because we're on the uh, we're on the verge of a new age un- uh, unfolding right right before us. And considering these ages, the age of Pisces, which we're completing, and the age of Aquarius, which is coming on, those ages are at least 2,000 years old. So this is a big deal that we find ourselves incarnated on Earth with this big event, and we, I think most of us can attest to what a wild and crazy year 2020 was, and we're going to go, we're going to review component pieces of that, but to be um, awake and alive uh, at this time, to me, is uh, incredible, to say the least, and it's, it's not that it's not without huge challenges, because of course it is, but here we go, and this, this doorway is opening. Yeah, it is definitely, um, you know, the force is changing, the, I, I, however you want to put it. Anyone who, who, well, everyone is feeling it. Everyone feels it differently depending upon what their level of awareness is. But um, I, have, I have definitely noticed that, that perception is changing, attitudes are changing, and, and in some cases there's a lot of anger because things are changing. But but then of course there's those those of us who are so excited because it's a new age that's opening up and we have so much new stuff that that is going to be coming into us. Yes, exactly. And and I do believe that there's a lot of anger and it's for a variety of reasons. I mean I think there's a lot of fear of the unknown. That's a pretty predictable human response. But you know on December just for the audience to give some clarity from an astrological perspective, on December 21st, 2020, at 121, so it'll be in the afternoon, Eastern Time, the two largest planets of our solar system, Jupiter and Saturn, meet in the first degree of Aquarius, forming what astrologers call a great conjunction. So it's in the stars, if you will. It's in the heavens. It's imprinted there. As I've said before on the show, I've been following this for about five years now, I was alerted to this in December 2015, 
And now most astrologers are pretty clear that this is the official astrological beginning of the Aquarian age. Saturn presides over lessons from the past, and as they all come together, as all this merges throughout this year, which has been wild and crazy, we're, we're making a quantum leap of the shadow of the past into the future. So we are literally going from the Piscean Age, which had a lot to do with organized religion and power over and a ruling elite and that sort of control. And now there's a broader mass awakening happening. And that's just part of this Aquarian Age. As you, you said, you were noticing there's more acceptance, there's more awareness, um, which is really exciting. But as I've always said to the groups that I've worked with uh, and folks, that you will awakening uh, awaken according to your vibration, meaning where you're at personally, you know, how you're feeling, whether you're steeped in fear, anger, resentment, the past, or you've worked on that inner transformation and are a bit freer from those encumbrances and can see this as a much brighter light that it can be, but it's going to require real work on our parts to get there. I don't, I don't think it's just going to unfold and boom, there it is. But that force is with us, right? Yeah, and and you know, it's it's there are those people that are so that cling so to the past that they don't allow the potential for a future, and and it's it's basically it's 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 sort of like observing and flowing with what feels right to you as opposed to, nope, it's been this way all my life and I'm going to keep it this way and I don't want to change because, you know, and, and lots of times, lots of times the past can afford to be changed just a little bit so that, so that if you're open to change, it's a great time. If you're not, um, sooner or later you will be swept away with it, into it. But it, it depends on, you know, it, it, it's going to happen whether you are for it or against it because there is a cycle taking place here that has taken place you know, for 26,000 years or 52,000 years or, or whatever you want to call it. But it is a process that we are a part of and we don't have control of so that we're coming into a time where awareness and psychic ability and, and, and all sorts of wonderful gifts will be open to us if we're open to having them come. True. There's, a, there's an interesting quote in this astrological link that I referred to with this specific information, and they have a great line in it and says, it, it goes like this, mass consciousness cannot awaken until it realizes how unawake it is. And I think yeah. we've been working through that process for literally, truthfully, for decades. Um, and, and with the technologies that we have now, there's truth emerging, there's misinformation emerging. And in my opinion, for those of you in the listening audience who know me or know of the work I've done, one of the reasons why I was so deeply uh, connected to the spirit of Mary Magdalene and her story and her history is because to me, the suppression of her role in the life of Jesus and the true teachings and the real initiations and the deep wisdom, including the feminine teachings, Sophia, the goddess, Isis, 
the, the suppression of all that has really, really took hold in the Piscean age. And religions were crafted, but not necessarily true. Um, and so, so for me, following that uh, that particular pathway for 20 years, and it's um, the way it was spun and the way it acted itself out historically. As this age closes, I really understand much more of who humankind is and how truly unawake we have been. And yet we're coming into this time of such, uh, it feels like it's accelerated awakening. But for those of us who have been on the path for decades, it doesn't feel that it's that quick. But for the, the, the larger uh, numbers of people who are awakening, it does feel uh, head spinning that it is so quick. And yet here it is a month away. And I, and I recall even in the Magdalene journey that I've taken that experience that if Yeshua, Jesus, said that we will come to understand this consciousness and we will really get it and we will do far greater things than were recorded about him in his lifetime. And there was a long time where I felt that would never happen. We just weren't there. And now for the first time I actually see as that door is opening, I'm listening to people and I'm reading certain things and I know that we are going to hit that trajectory. And, and, and the level of clarity and brilliance that teachers um, are coming out with in information and even things like for me in this journey with Magdalene, like I'm getting so much clarity now and understand things I didn't understand even three years ago. And, I, and I'm excited to share that because this new level of revelation is really part of what the Aquarian age is all about to me. Oh, yeah. Well, and, you know, it also, I, I take a look at all this. I stand back and I take a look and I think how arrogant every 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 uh how how arrogant humanity is in in every single one of these these um ages thinking we know it all we have all the answers and oh my goodness if we knew it all and had all the answers we wouldn't be here on this planet so uh, you know it's 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 sort of like important to be aware that that there is so much unfolding and being uncovered and and will be uncovered for for generations yet to come it's yeah. and this is the beginning of it which is so exciting but i mean when you think of my gosh you know 5 10 generations from now how much more comfortable everybody's going to be not only understanding our own consciousness and then our link to cosmic consciousness as well and christed consciousness so that so that we're we're taking baby steps and and you know we aren't i think the most important thing for everybody to understand is it is the thing that is the most important is the journey not arriving and this journey has just begun you know it's so fascinating that you speak of that and there's so many pieces i would like to weave in and some bring back into the fold. So one of those pieces when you're talking about, you know, the cosmic consciousness and, you know, the terrestrial consciousness and how, I mean, we understand the hermetic principle as above, uh -huh. so below. We understand the astrology and how it's playing into this moment, how that force is with us. 
And there's been another subject in relation to this that has really caught my attention, and it's the viral pandemic. Given the fact that I was given that dream in December of 2019, and it, it signaled the beginning of the coronavirus viral pandemic in our world, and we've discussed this on shows, but I have new information. So I'd like to tie it together with that dream, and then when you got a hit on that on that one show we did, you said, oh, there was an old sci-fi movie, which turned out to be the Andromeda Strain. And so I have a little bit more clarity on that, and I think it's really significant to understand a different aspect of the virus that I'm going to talk about tonight. And it's not meant to minimize the suffering and the difficulty and challenges that it's presenting in our world. I, I believe it's real, and I believe those things are going on. But we're just going to uh-huh. look at a little bit of a different look of the, the viral pandemic. So I'd like to start with this. And I can uh, send you the link, or we can post it at some point later if you think it's appropriate. But this is kind of um, a scientific paper, if you will. And this is an excerpt. And it it talks about the WHO's pronouncements of the 2019 novel coronavirus outbreak as a pandemic disease came months after we published a warning that the present deepest minimum of the sunspot cycle would be likely to facilitate the onset of a viral pandemic. It goes on to say that during a deep sunspot minimum, deepest in 100 years, and what happened 100 years ago? We had another pandemic, right? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So during a deep sunspot minimum, such as we are now witnessing, two space-related phenomenon could have an effect on the disposition of viral disease and potential pandemics. With the weakening of the magnetic field, and we know it's very weak right now, if not at its lowest. So with the weakening of the magnetic field in the Earth's vicinity, there would be a high flux of mutagenic or damaging cosmic rays. It is of interest to note that immediately prior to the first recorded cases of the novel coronavirus in China, a peak of cosmic rays was measured as is indicated by the Huon Neutron Monitor data. In our view, in this particular paper, uh, the, the author said the strong cosmic ray spike was in some way connected with the onset of the outbreak. So I don't know if you get where I'm going uh, with this, Barbara, but again, we're so interconnected that if, the, if we're at a deep sunspot minimum in the cycle, and we know that tends to spawn viral pandemics, that there's a causal connection. And there was one recorded um, in late November 2019. So we know it was recorded. Um, uh-huh. they're, they're postulating, they're saying they strongly believe that it had something to do with the viral pandemic um, emerging. Does that make sense? It, it does. It certainly enabled, enabled the virus to spread as it did, absolutely. So if you remember, you know, backing up uh, for the listening audience to the December dream where I was told that there was something afoot and all these people were infected, and initially, that was December 2019, I couldn't 
make sense of it because I had no scope of what a pandemic was. I never really had that kind of experience, so I couldn't decipher it. And then when I asked for further clarity in March of 2020, Archangel Michael came in again in my meditation and he offered a vision of this rain coming down. But if you, and I think you probably remember this, but it was like cosmic rain and it was elongated um, rain. So I felt it was artificial, that it wasn't other rain. And I truly wonder if he was showing me this, this co- these cosmic rays because it was raining down from deep space. In other words, uh-huh. and, and so it was global because it was raining down on the entire Earth. It may have been also a super wave from the center of the galaxy as well that sent out could have, it, dust. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it truly could have been. And remember uh-huh. in that vision when I didn't fully understand the rain, then I was shown a satellite and that's where you recalled the sci-fi movie The Andromeda Strain, and that's in, and that now makes sense to me because in in the later version of that movie, the the virus did come from deep space, and the thing about the satellite in the second movie was that it was called Project Scoop, and because it was free of law and regulation, where it was placed um, up up in the deep you know deep in the sky uh, above us. It was, you know, it was immune from that law and regulation, so they scooped some of it to to study the viral matter, and then they believe it was released or something to that effect. So I'm not going Uh there necessarily, but I am saying that I believe that these cosmic rays could have triggered this event that was already in the soup. It was so, so, so many elements were at play, a very toxic environment, if you will. So it says further in this article that a peak of cosmic rays occurring at a deep solar minimum not only shows the Earth's greater vulnerability to mutagenic uh, kind of damaging effects on viruses already on the ground, but also through a weakening of the Earth's magnetic field environment. And this effect um, could create a pandemic affecting the evolution of a virus after it's introduced in the human population. And in further channelings, you know, Michael said this virus was about evolution, right? Uh-huh. So if we if we jump over to that and leave that article for a bit, because that's really the crux of it, in that um, infamous May, May 5th, May 7th, 2020, channeling, Archangel Michael said, and this is channeled, um, what's going on in your world is pandemic, but it has little to do with the virus itself, which I always thought was weird until today. It has much to do with forces you are beginning to understand that are operational on Earth. Yes, there is a battle being waged for your perception, understanding your evolution. And he goes on to talk about if you choose fear, you're not going to be able to hear us. We are benevolent ones, but if you if you choose love as a vibration that you're operating with, then you can hear us, and we could give you information and instruction that will guide you through this time. And he says, if you choose love, your perception grows, 
your awareness increases and the avatar status is more readily available to you and others who are choosing to come back to to the heart, to be heart-centered. We're not there at every moment of every day, but you, you get my drift, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. And and so it, so so that there is more to all of this than people think. And and you know when you stay on the epidermal level of it, <clears throat> you lose the purpose of it. Yeah, yeah. Michael goes on to say in this particular message that we had to sustain ourselves. Now, this was channeled in May of 2020. And at that time, he said, you will have to find a way to sustain yourselves for at least eight more months, which brings us to January 2021, okay? Mm -hmm. And he talks about how um, our perception really, really is growing strong and that the uh, earthly currents, the telluric currents, and the celestial forces are getting stronger and stronger, and they're moving through our bodies physically. They're moving through the earth, they're moving through the sky, and they're moving through us. And I think a lot of people feel it, but they may not understand it, and therefore, you know, maybe some people think they're losing their mind, or maybe this is where the, <laughs> the fear is coming in, or what will happen, or I want things to be the way they were. Well, that's not going to happen. We're going into a new age with a whole new vibe. Um, uh-huh. So Michael says these, these, these forces that are a combination of, of telluric current, celestial force, maybe cosmic rays, um, they're moving so strong through our bodies, and we must come in union with these forces. And that, that's key to our thriving at this time, our thriving, not even surviving, but are thriving. And I'm wondering if that means the old do the great work, like in ancient Egypt in the mystery schools, balance that masculine and feminine with right now the feminine taking more of a lead because it must resurrect more fully and then the masculine supporting that and then a balancing happening. Well, that makes sense. Um, I do think that... Unfortunately, so many people are so caught up in the day-to-day issues that are going on that that they aren't seeing a bigger picture. And if you saw the bigger picture, you'd be able to stay out of the way and let everything happen and fall into place the way it's supposed to. Um, I just, from in my experience, what I've been seeing is that um, while... I do feel that we are in for for greater turmoil. Um, I, I feel that yeah. there is there is a power struggle going on um, consciously, and and yeah. I'm not going to say there are, there are black hats and white hats because I don't think that's exactly it. But I do feel that that, that there is an inner battle going on within all of us and wanting to under wanting to have the big picture and the big picture is something we probably will never totally have at least in physical bodies but but the 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 reality is that there is a lot of of stuff that is going to be taken care of that is going to be resolved so that we can move forward and um 
and like you said, the normal, will, whatever was normal, will, will will not be there anymore. We have new normals, and the new normals are going to be wonderful. But but they're going to be more based on on um, an inner truth. And I'm not talking here politically or anything like that. I'm talking about consciousness. And yes. our consciousness is going through such a change that that our perception is changing, and there is and it is confusing sometimes looking at our reality and what is going on and thinking that that's all there is and that's not all there is and so there's 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 we're going through we, there are growing pains here and yes. um <laughs> i don't know how yeah. else to put it um, well, one of the one of the things that's a little bit different and this is the part i hope i can explain Clearly, because it sounds controversial, but if you stay in the bigger picture of perhaps there were certain cosmic rays uh, that were recorded based on deep sunspot minimum, so we have a bit of science there. We have an astrological uh, profile that seems to fit the bill, so that's another pathway. For me, I have channelings and visions, a right brain uh, signaling the same kind of thing. There's something afoot here. And, you know, I needed to sit with it for a long time, but I was clearly told if you can stay in the vibration of love, if you can stay heart-centered, you know, uh, during your day, even if you have bad moments and all kinds of crazy things happen because they are to everyone, um, if you can come back to that and see the big picture, uh, there's there's a message that this virus is conveying to us, and it's in the nature of how a virus in a pandemic spreads. So I'm going to see if I can do this information justice. And again, just to preface, I'm not denying the virus. I'm not saying it's a hoax in any way. I know that real people are suffering. I know that there's a lot of confusion and there are inaccuracies on on both sides in terms of all that business. Is it real? Is it not real? These tests work. Masks work. Masks don't work. It's just too crazy for me at the moment. So what I'm just uh-huh. trying to bring out is another aspect of almost, even though a virus is dead, okay, it's not alive, it, this virus as a pandemic has a consciousness. It has a message. And usually they spawn at a time of great imbalance. Okay, and we all know, no matter where we stand with things, we know there's a lot of toxicity in our environment, in our air, in our water, in our soil, uh, in our food system. We could go on and on. I think think most of us are pretty aware of that. And so this particular um, interview I was listening to, it made some interesting comments like the purpose of a virus is to swap genetic information quickly across species. So it's like a communication system. Even though it's not alive, it still has some kind of transportation communication aspect, right? And um, because our toxicity is so high, right, carbon release in the, you know, the soil dying and how we regenerate it, we have... The initiative, we have the answers and people doing things now. It needs to be adapted on a wide scale. And unfortunately, and I'll just speak of America on both sides, politicians are kowtowing still to lobbyists and not doing the will of the people, right? 
and what's best for mm-hmm. all of us. So these particular species, um, they have lots of different messages, and they can, you know, we have, we've had five great extinction events on the planet, um, and it had a lot to do with t- depth of topsoil that we lost a regenerative effect of the microbiome, and we couldn't generate certain things we needed to do to sustain life. So forget asteroids hitting. I mean, we literally have diminished soil, and it, it comes down to some of that, the good earth, right, um, right. to sustain life. And this, this is definitely in our time, but it's been also going on for a very long time. And so the virus is, it, it emerges because we find ourselves in a state of great imbalance, and it's saying, okay, we thrive in that kind of environment. And we have a message, and we do certain things because we're trying to update genetic information. And if you have a strong immune system, you'll take that, you'll get the information the virus is, is, is um, sending forth, is pulsating, and that swap will happen among species. It's a very uh, efficient system of transmission. But we find ourselves right now in a state of disease and ill health uh, for so many reasons. I mean, we could say processed food. Uh, we could say, you know, bad air, bad water, whatever. There, there's so many reasons why. But does it make sense that because we have such an imbalance like that, that the virus has a leg up on us because we're um, – disadvantaged at that moment. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, I think that is wild, that at the same time an age is changing that is meant to enhance our expanded consciousness and technology, because that's the other side of it too, and with the feminine rising and the masculine to support the feminine, as it must right now, and that's what the Magdalene story represents to me, how her voice is coming back to to try to create that, uh, to try to rectify that imbalance, okay, Um, that the virus itself comes and it's so successful on some level because it has genetic information to share, even though it's not alive, but because we're so compromised in our immune systems, let's say, as human beings, it has a leg up on us, and it, it can perhaps do what it really didn't intend to do, but because we've been in this weakened state, it, it, it's, um, it, it's not really, it's trying to do a job of communicating something, but because we are have so many comorbidities in our society, we're not really getting it. We're suffering from it rather than learning from it in a more positive way. And I know that probably sounds weird, uh, but I don't mean it that way. It's just a hard thing to explain. Well, yeah, I, I can I can understand that. I think that in treating it as just a, a bug or a disease and not looking at it in a broader spectrum, um, we end up fighting our own change you know, by by trying to kill it instead of taking what it's offering and letting it move on. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, I don't, for any listener out there, I don't mean to minimize this. My neighbor is an ICU nurse, and I've touched base with her throughout this entire pandemic. 
and I totally respect what the healthcare workers are going through. So again, I'm not trying to minimize it. What I'm saying is in the bigger picture of viruses and how they come, and they've been around a very long time. Um, I think they've been around like three and a half billion years, viruses have. And I mean, they show up in the fossilized record. They've been here a long, long time. And this idea that it's a conveyance system to swap genetic information across species is probably something that in some way, maybe from deep, deep space, this was um, considered a mechanism of transmission just like panspermia, the theory of panspermia, uh -huh. right? Um, but is it that it's having this more dire effect on us now globally because we're more, we're at a stress point of toxicity in the world. Does that make sense? It does. It it's it, it does feel though also that I mean while there is a purpose as to raising consciousness among other things and shifting and changing our DNA, um, you know on a human level on on a uh, on a human species level um, maybe. You know, kind of, it's kind of like, well, maybe the humans don't want to have their DNA changed. And, you know, so there is a sense of um, fighting what is what is there to be changed. And I know a lot of the um, vaccines that, that they, are, they are putting out there will change our DNA. Mm -hmm. So, so it's, it's, it's kind of, um, it, it, it's an amazing time. It's an amazing change, and there's a lot of there's a lot of shifting going on, and um, not an easy time for for anybody as far as consciousness goes. Because you know when you when you step back, when you when you let go your ego, and you just get into your higher consciousness, um, there's a peace there that is just beautiful. And when you step back into reality. There's confusion and there's upset and there's anger and there's all sorts of stuff going on. So, so while you can get from time to time into that cosmic consciousness state, um, unfortunately you can't live there. You have to live here in the earth plane and the physical. So, so it's it's going to be difficult for just about everybody for for, and I think more than a year because from what I'm seeing, from what I'm feeling and getting. Is the, the 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 shifting and the changing and the uh, reordering of consciousness and then society is going to be a very difficult thing and and I see you know and and you know not and and I see at least two years of really um, this this inner transition this inner um, battle between levels of consciousness within all of us so that so that uh i i i know that we will all come out of this much better <laughs> better wiser well, and, and all sorts yeah. of stuff but 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 you know the process it because we don't totally understand it all it it's difficult to deal with but we know more than is being told so i'd like to offer a couple of things one is this, and this is an example, and this is an, a, a, a very long podcast that was done between Luke Story and um, Dr. Zach Bush. 
and it's freaking brilliant. And um, one of the things they talk about is the example of a pig or a pork farm, right? So we know we have these CAFOs with chicken, and we know the way the animals are being treated in terms of, you know, not not pasture-raised, organic, um, clean, humanely sourced meats if you eat meat, right? I'm talking about CAFO, corporate food farms, right? So on a pig or yeah. pork farm, when they're being herded into those conditions, there's massive stress in them, okay? Just like in our world, there's been massive stress for a while. When I was studying the Shiren instrument and Chinese medicine and stuff, we were looking with, like, how many uh, people were overly stressed in their adrenals in America. And it was in the 90-something percentile. I mean, it was just crazy. So, again, extreme stress. So the animals are feeling this um, extinction stress, right? That's what they're feeling. And it leads to a massive explosion of viromic communication. These species organisms, the fungi, the bacteria, being raised in these extremely toxic environments, like a CAFO, like a corporate animal farm, you know, um, and it's inhumane practices, right? They're looking for the survival benefit to get them out of this extinction event. So the animals know, and that's what they're looking for. And if they can't find that, they're going to at least leave a record behind of what happened so that maybe, I guess, it can be corrected. Um, so anyway, what they're reacting to is the extreme stress of the extinction event. And what was um, being discussed in this was how uh, children are more sensitive and allergic, and a lot of it goes back to the glyphosate use globally, but that we're at this tipping point. So as the virus comes in at the end of one age and the beginning of another, and the cosmic rays are happening, and we have this huge... Uh, dance of the elements on all levels, we're on some level feeling, because of the imbalance and, and toxicity, we're feeling the extinction stress, okay? Um, and, and to me, that feels right, that we're that intuitive. We know in our bones we're out of balance and something is wrong. What we haven't had is good leadership, even on the corporate level, to push aside profits and greed and do the right thing for the environment, if you will, because we only have one planet. Yeah, true. Right? right. So so there is that piece which is really, really fascinating. And, you know, there, I mean, there's people out there doing amazing work. I, I was guided to... Paul Stamets' work in his TED Talk about the mycelium of mushrooms and how they can correct so many things in the world just by growing a mushroom, a certain kind of mushroom. It has an innate communication system, just like the trees, and they know how to correct if we just get out of the way and let them do it, and things come back into balance. So the virus Uh comes in at a time of great imbalance, right? Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, it does. I, I, I would, I would, you know, I don't think that we're at a mass disti- uh, uh, extinction point, but, but I do feel that there's massive change. I mean, I do feel that that um, the species will go on, but, but I, I do feel that there is a sense here of 
um, needing to to make massive changes so that uh, so so that we we don't go down that trail. I think we're probably right on the edge, and the edge could be you know a thousand years of being on the edge. You know, when you when you when the Bible talks of in the days, I mean it it, it isn't talking about weeks; it's talking about centuries and generations. And I think that's what we're looking at here. I think that that we are on the brink of being at a place where we are not um, we're we're not taking care of the planet so that so that you know we may well find that um, down the road we will have you know really destroyed things that we shouldn't have well i I gotta disagree with you on this in the respect that all the science and data. I've been crunching for a couple of years now, does not allow for that kind of time. It really doesn't. Um, and and I've, I've been very careful to read the most intelligent and objective information I can find. So while, while some people think we have that kind of time, I truly believe based on all that I have researched that we do not, that we do not. And that this virus is part of the signaling for us to wake up and realize just how toxic the environment has become. People don't want to face this. They want to kick the can down the road, and here we are. So I know it's not pleasant to hear, but the upside, the upside is we have people on the planet emerging who do have solutions, who can actually um, find and are practicing ways to mitigate these damages and even regenerate soil, like the documentary Kiss the Ground that Woody uh-huh. Harrelson narrates. It's called, have you seen it? It's extraordinary on how we regenerate the topsoil and how that saves the planet. It's, it's simple, it's extraordinary, and it's very esoteric in its understanding of the hermetic principle, um, like Steiner's you know, biodynamic organic um, farming, those principles. It, everything uh-huh. is so deeply interconnected, and when one regenerates the soil, and, and the people there are, are doing it already. They are doing it. They just aren't doing it in numbers. So for me, and I'm just being honest, as we face um, a potentially bleak future that will come on us faster than we may be anticipating, we actually are now seeing emerging the practices and principles by some wonderfully brilliant people in this world who are really courageous and bucking the system and saying, no, we must do this. And these things have great science in them. They have great esoteric knowledge in them, and they're working. So that's the, that's the contrast of one age ending and the other one opening. But yet it's not something that's just going to happen if we stay in the same place. We must change our ways, and now we are being forced to change our ways. Oh, I I totally agree with you on that. I mean, and you know, as far as the time time frame goes, um, terrible way to put it, but time will tell. Yes, um, literally, literally. <laughs> and each step we take to to mitigate the damage, it can have wonderful regenerative effects. We we just don't know, you know. I mean, truly, we don't know. But we we're running out of time, and yet we're on the threshold of a new age which holds the intelligence and the consciousness to mitigate this extreme imbalance. And I believe on a bigger picture, 
that the virus came at this time to tell us how in, uh, out of balance we are and how uh-huh. it's affecting us because of our imbalance within. Oh, yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. I, I think that it, it, it is definitely a wake-up call for sure. And um, I think that, that uh, you know, how we deal with it. And, 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 and again, I'm, I'm talking about humanity as a whole, not, mm-hmm. not, not any, you know, I, 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 this isn't political. This is, this is no. species. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, even when I channeled the Magdalene Trilogy, she talked about this and said how this time was upon us and that we would have to find new ways and that she felt heart-based intelligence intelligence uh-huh. is is the only pathway forward to our sustainability and i find that some of the people i'm listening to really do have that heart-based intelligence going on because we know the virus emerges from stress and yeah. you know weirdly it seemed like humanity knew that wuhan would be the center of this viral outbreak um the microbiome was being stressed at such a high level and again, the pork industry was a good example of this. Um, that example, and Wuhan province, prov- province is actually producing the more por- the most pork in the world that I, I understand right now. So that means oh, wow. that there again, if we're talking about Wuhan, um, it probably did emerge there. Um, you know, again, there's so much connected to this that we may never know, but we can begin to put the pieces together. This microbiome was so stressed, and the pork, in, you know, that pork industry in its inhumane practices uh, was operational, and Wuhan was producing tremendous amounts of pork. Uh, uh-huh. I think after a while they had a problem with it with the animals, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it's just funny how we can begin to put these pieces together. And at this point, it's not that I'm judging. I don't want to waste time getting hung up in necessarily in the politics. Or, or even the corporate greed, but that we on the ground, we the people, if we begin to find balance within ourselves, this stuff will begin to correct itself, believe it or not. Um, and another factor that I, I would just like to introduce at least, that we know that flu is around all year. But between uh, mid-October, mid-November, right, this in the Northern Hemisphere, and get this correlation, flu season starts, right? And what happens? The plants and the trees lose their leaves. So Uh it starts because we lose the organic material reabsorption of carbon particulate because the plants lose their leaves. So there again, this interconnected. And this isn't me speaking, of course. This is Dr. Zach Bush and his brilliance. I just took massive notes today because I wanted to share it on the show. So there's a direct correlation between the time, certainly in Connecticut, we find ourselves in with all the leaves coming down. Nothing's really blooming, if you will. And so we lose the organic material that absorbs all this carbon out of the atmosphere. But when, and so then we go into flu season. It's like a solar winter. And we get right. very toxic because we're producing too much of the bad stuff like carbon. And nature is not in a position to filter it for us. Very cool. Now, I, I think that's, and again, that's Dr. Zach Bush and, you know, his work, and, and, and I'm sure there's others who know of this stuff. 
So it's extremely predictable. And what is it tied into? It's tied into the natural cycle as well. And and so here we go. And there's, you know, there's that piece to consider. And yet, again, the, the beautiful, wonderful, extraordinary um, uh, pathways that are emerging now to fix this are really upon us. And we have to do it from the ground up because we can't waste time with politics and corporatocracy. We just can't. No. Um, we just have to do it ourselves. And I think that great awakening is highly intuitive. So when we talked about, you know, this show and how all of this pandemic and virus and close of the Piscean age, awakening um, the new age coming in, Aquarius, here we go. It's going to be a bumpy ride for the astrology for probably the next three to four years, I'm told. And that makes total sense to me, right? I mean, it really does if we're being realistic. But yet these brilliant people that are coming online do know what to do, and that's the great hope of the new age. Now, how does that how does that work into our intuitive ability? Well, think about it. If the virus is kind of giving some kind of genetic signaling to our DNA, and if our DNA is upgrading, you know, to version 2.0, 3.0, whatever it is, uh-huh. I'm feeling it personally. I do this work all the time. I work with people. I'm feeling a greater perception than I've ever had before and a greater clarity, uh, you know, the Templars used to say, out of chaos, order. Um, right. I'm feeling that clarity, and it's mind-boggling, and it's really cool, and it's, you know, it makes me happy that I traverse this path for, for over 20 years and more, you know, because now the fruits of that journey are really coming in at a level where in the Aquarian age, we will understand. And, yeah, there will be resistance to it, but I think, that a lot of people are naturally getting upgraded too. Maybe they don't have the language or they're not so aware of it, but I think it's happening. And I think we're becoming a smarter, more intuitive species, even though there is tremendous resistance to that upgrade. It's still happening. Oh, yeah. No, I, you know, I, I can totally relate to that. I have more of a knowingness now than ever before. And find myself stepping back and just saying, just wait for it. There's more. There's, you know, and it's, it's, you know, we're at a time, you know, months ago, years ago, there was frustration. There's no frustration anymore. It's just kind of like, just wait for it because there's more. And the more comfortable you are with waiting and being at peace within yourself, the more that understanding tends to flow into you and you know is is it going to be difficult uncomfortable sure but you know what it feels like it's the beginning of a journey that is so exciting and so profound um it's how you perceive it and and um i i am finding that that working with people who are panicking and and just saying you know you're going to be fine you just have to, you know, there's more open to you, open to open yourself to it, and it will flow into you, and then there will be a greater understanding. Totally? No, probably not. But but a greater comfort level is certainly there to be achieved. And if I you know, it's I'd true. Know it yeah, it, you know, 
I know on a previous show I've mentioned that declassified document um, that was created for Army intelligence uh, back in, I think it was 1987. It was declassified just recently. But one of the, they talk about many things in that about perception and intuition and what the human being is truly capable of. Again, this is 1987, and they were working to develop remote viewing um, and other things. And one of the things, I have to go back and review it once more, they, they did spend a lot of time at the end of the document talking about the hologram and in, in our world. And they were talking about how much the humans um, in, in connecting with the earth could connect with like-minded individuals around the earth and sense what they did not define as the human resonance heartbeat of Mother Earth but they, they use the same frequency, right? But one of the things that they talked about, and I said, I'll go back to this, because it was a 29-page document. It was pretty dense. And they talked a lot, and this is 1987. They talked a lot about the hologram. And so for me, I keep trying to offer this to people I'm working with. If you see our reality, I don't see it as a total hologram, but I think there are holographic programs or images that are projected in some way beyond my understanding, but I believe they're there. And some are, oh, I won't even get into how, but that they're there. And so what if when you have an astrological age as any other cycle, certain vibrations, certain lessons, certain situations um, are ideas whose time has come. And then as that age or that cycle closes, the hologram dissolves a bit and the new one is powered up because it's a time of new lessons, new evolution, and new circumstance, right? Right. So if there, if there are, if everybody's saying, well, things are breaking down, I say, well, they're supposed to break down. We can't come up with the new and those hol- the, those holograms that support it if we don't allow the old, like the tower card in the tarot deck, if we don't allow for the old to dissolve itself. It's, it's a matter of what has juice in it and what doesn't anymore. And we know those, that that happens in life all the time. You know, they're... Um, call it a trend, call it something, but but you know what I'm talking about. And I truly believe that it's just dissolving because it must. It just must. It doesn't have the, it, it can't be powered anymore. It is dissolving. And the new that's coming online is where the juice is, the creative juice, that juice, that regeneration. And that's what we have to allow for. And it's not easy and we're definitely in extreme resistance as well as acceptance. It's really a battle going on, I think. And whether it's our ultimately our own inner battle, here we find ourselves. But I truly believe that as we come onto the other side of this, we're going to find ourselves as much more intuitive and perceptive individuals. It's sort of like getting a new car. I held on to my old car for 20 years. I loved it. I talked to it. I named it. <laughs> but it got to it got to a time where um, the only part of it that worked was the engine. <laughs> Everything else was falling off. Yeah. But when I got yeah. the new car, it talked to me. It gave me directions. It 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 much safer, much more comfortable. But but there was. There was such a struggle 
inside of me, letting go of the old because it was so familiar. And and when I had to drive home in the new car, all I could think of was, oh my God, this is so big, this is so massive. I'm gonna I'm gonna crash on the way home. And I didn't, by the way. But 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 it's it's like getting a new car or a new computer. You don't have all of the directions yet. But you know it'll do magnificent things. I mean, if you look back at, at the first apples and then you look at what we've got today, holy mackerel. But we had to grow into the technology and learn the technology, and then it became a part of us. And I think that's what's happening between these ages. The old is very familiar and comfortable, and we know it. But the new offers so much to us that that it's, you know, you you want to. It, it gives you so much more perspective, so much more information, so much more, so many more gifts, and it's it's like letting go of the old so that you can embrace the new. And and some people do that easily, and some people don't. I mean, yeah, I agree with that. I I will say though, and I know I've said it before, but I truly believe it. I do believe that in the dark side of of what we're talking about, in the underbelly, in the shadow side of what we're talking about, there have been some really bad players on the world stage, right? Um, I think we know Uh that. We probably could name a few throughout history and and so forth. But but the point of all that is is there was a great uh, solidification of the patriarchy. And for listeners, that really means like – the male side of things running amok, imbalanced, untethered to the feminine, and so not in a good place. And from that place of imbalance over these last 2,000 years, it has led us to this point. Now, there have been some great strides that have happened in the world for people of color, for indigenous peoples, for women, and so forth. And there's been more and more truth emerging but it has still been a patriarchal control. And I think as that patriarchy now is dissolving, it's going down with a fight. I mean, it is just scraping and clawing at its power worldwide, worldwide. And as and as a result of certainly women rising, people of color, um, those that have been suppressed or oppressed who are starting to rise, I think the bad players are afraid because they know what they did to those people. And even though the people of color, the diversity, the women, um, indigenous peoples, you know, throughout the world, I think in general, I'll speak for women, let's say, um, that we have no desire to have power over anyone. We just want to be in balance, right? And Uh so our intent is one of the heart generally speaking there's exceptions always um and in that regard we don't have the same intention but i think some of the bad players of the patriarchy of the past they feel that we will do to them what they did to us just trying to keep it real simple but that's not really the vibe of the the aquarian age it's really about humanitarianism and diversity and being free yeah and and I would agree. I mean, it isn't a pendulum swinging. You know, we have total control, therefore we're going to abuse you, and then generations later, 
Okay, it's our turn, and we're going to abuse you. It's coming to the middle where there is a, a, a good balance between the two. And it's going to be a struggle for a while. There's no doubt about it, but I do feel it coming. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'll, I'll close with this uh, comment in the uh, the channel trilogy when Magdalene was talking about this, you know, and she was saying that this was coming, and she says, whether you change by grace or chaos, is a matter of your own choosing. Yeah. The changes will come, you know, whether you go with it gracefully or chaotically, that's your choice, but they're here. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, I, I think that's a good way to close the program. I think, um, <clears throat> you know, we have a choice. We can go kicking and screaming or we can flow with it, but it's we're not giving up anything. We're embracing a greater part of ourselves when we go with it. I think that's what people have to understand. We're not giving up anything. We're getting more of ourselves back. That's the amazing part. Yeah. So that, so that it's not giving up. It's, it's opening and and allowing ourselves to become more than we had been before. And I think when people understand that, it makes it a lot easier to, to navigate through the next couple of years for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So I encourage those listeners uh, to consider celebrating on the winter solstice. I know it's close to Christmas, um, but a simple bonfire in the backyard or, you know, going to a place that really resonates for you, you know, maybe if it's not too cold, uh, the beach, and maybe if it is, this is a dawning of a new age. Um, I, I encourage you to connect with the earth, to see the sky, and really embrace the elements because we are on the verge of a whole new era of human evolution and spirituality and innovation. And there is there is a bit of an underbelly, and it's really up to us to expose that and bring things into further alignment within us and in our world. And I think as we do that, as we recognize that, I think that this virus um, will eventually go. It will dissipate. It will have served its communicative purpose on some level. And, again, not to minimize all the destruction and what is happening. I mean, I have a real heart for people, and, I, and I'm, you know, it, it, it's challenging. But I'm just saying there is another aspect to consider that we are actually in union with the cosmos, and this is how it's playing out. So if we choose that gracefulness as best we can, if we accept and surrender and, and go with the flow, we just might find a part of ourselves, like you were saying, Barbara, that really is extraordinary. Absolutely. Well, I thank you so much for being here tonight. I'm looking forward to next month. That's going to be yes. even more exciting. <laughs> yes, indeed. But and thank you for giving me the time to uh, express these ideas and put them out for food for thought. Well, I think it's important we put it out there. And, you know, I'm not cram- not cramming it down anybody's throat, but it's sort of nightlight has always been meant to be a place where you can shed light in the darkness. And this is a very bright light. So that mm-hmm. so that those and and it's kind of like it, it's it's for those that are meant to find it, they will and and it, it, it's going to be out there for a long time, so it'll keep blinking, and, and sooner or later, everybody will be embraced by it, hopefully. Awesome. So Awesome. Well, yeah. Thank you so much. And I uh, hope your Thanksgiving holiday is uh, is nice, whatever you're doing. 
Um, I think I'm going to be spending it with my son for the first time in about 30 years. So it's going to be interesting. Oh, that's really nice. That's really nice. I'm looking forward to it. Cool. So um, we look forward to next month, and we thank you for being here. And I'm going to thank everybody for listening and uh, tune in again. Uh, Mary Joyce is going to be with us tomorrow, and then next week, of course, we have more exciting shows. So please keep tuning back, checking in, because there's always wonderful material here. Good night, everybody.